I just want to give a quick disclaimer before we start this episode that we will be talking about Christmas and Santa Claus, so if you're planning on listening with your children, you may want to turn it off because we may uh, disenfranchise a few things about the Christmas holiday. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to a podcast about something where each week I'm joined by fellow podcasters as we take a deep dive into whatever whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host Calvin and this week I'm joined by Ross Wiseman from the Kid Flicks podcast as we talk about Christmas movie superlatives. How you doing today, Ross? I'm doing well. I'm in a very cold room. How are you? I'm in Florida and it's also very cold here. Well, that's It's like that's 50. Bad. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's, I think, 28 right now in, in Philadelphia, so... Uh, That's not that bad. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> both miserable in our uh, paradise of living situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the Kid Flicks podcast, where they can find you, uh, social media, anything like that, just so uh, they're aware of you. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so my podcast, Kid Flicks, it's every week uh, a friend and myself, we review and revisit uh, a piece of specifically children's media. It could be something they grew up with, something that they've just kind of randomly heard about, but we kind of look at it with an adult lens and hyperanalyze it. And uh, you can find that wherever podcasts are listened to. We recently uh, got on Spotify, so I'm very excited about that. And uh, oh, yeah, Spotify is good. We got on a couple, I think like a month ago too, and yeah, it's were, been a good boost. They were hiding it, uh, but yeah, we're there now. And uh, you can find us at KidFlixPod uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, uh, that's really where you'll find everything. Yeah, it's a great show, great way to relive um, all your childhood uh, movies, and it, it's it's an adult take on childhood movies, which I, as an adult, I enjoy more than um, like if you tried to to uh, kidify it, I guess, at this point in your life. Well, yeah, and I think one thing I also like about your show is that it's a movie podcast, but it's not just uh just a very dry review of it because it's like i i'm very i know that i'm not an expert or like a masterful analyzer of media i'm just even though that was my major in college (laughs) i liked it so i'm gonna uh look at it and uh i i like that you don't take it way too seriously because i know i definitely do not no i do not take it seriously Uh, as we were talking about off air i gave the uh best non-animated kids movie um award to space jam so i I think i'm probably the only person in the world that would give that award to that movie um so that's a kind of a good lead-in for anybody new to the movie superlatives this is our fourth uh movie superlatives episode basically each month we take a different type of movie and um we give out made-up awards uh to this type of movie this week this month like i said we're doing christmas movies since it's december and uh tis the season to be merry uh so we're going to go through and just give out some made-up awards to uh christmas movies always christmas movies are always fun yeah so uh this a little uh a uh, fun reveal that I'll give. I'm Jewish, so <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> so a lot of uh, I was googling different Christmas v- movies because I've seen so few, but uh, I think I found a couple that I can that I can talk to. And I'm not gonna. And okay. I promise you, none of them are the whole. Oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, even though I have okay. one that you could argue is like that. <laughs> that's that's an important thing to touch on because I was going to. Um, I did want to touch on that, like. 
Die Hard takes place during Christmas, but that it's not really the Christmas movie we're looking for here. We're looking for uh, like Elf or um, Bad Santa, Christmas Vacation, those things where Christmas is the focal point of the movie for the most part. I mean, if you can if you can justify it as a Christmas movie, I'll give you credit. I'm not here to be a stickler over anything, like you said. Not trying to take this too seriously. Yeah, but also um, let's be sticklers and take away too seriously. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like looking at movies through a lens of like, is this movie Citizen Kane? Because most movies are not going to be that. I like to just talk about movies that are enjoyable to watch, um, and that's that's to me what movies are for. Like, I go there to enjoy them, not to pick apart every little detail that may or may not be correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought I I think with with doing the the movie superlatives, it's a good way to kind of do that like we can talk about all these movies and not take too technical of a uh or critical of a a look on them yeah totally let's do it let's do it christmas movies the awards we will be giving out today are best real santa magic in a christmas movie uh best fake santa um so that's like a a mall santa or you know something like that the grinch pretending to be santa something like that best family drama within the within christmas time because you can't have christmas or even hanukkah i'm sure without having (laughs) some family drama around it and you could you could pick hanukkah movies too i know there aren't many out there but if you know one go ahead and throw it in okay i'll do i'll i'll definitely add that to the i'll pepper that in okay great uh the best gift or toy received in a in a movie and the best christmas which would be the an actual christmas that you would want to spend time at or hanukkah okay or any holiday really that you would want to spend uh, your time at in a movie. So uh, let's get to it. Um, I usually let the guest go first. So we're going to start with the best real Santa magic within a uh, Christmas Hanukkah movie. Yeah. So I, I full disclosure. So these are all Christmas movies. So if I think of a Hanukkah one, I will definitely let you okay. know. But I think when it comes to best real Santa. I just want to be inclusive. Yeah, I want to be I, inclusive of everyone. I, if you think of a Kwanzaa movie, throw it. it in there. If you throw, think of a Festivus movie, throw it in yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, all those Festivus movies that we all watch. Stay tuned next week for an <laughs> epic Festivus episode from a podcast about something. Um, so so uh, uh, best real Santa ma- magic this one, you gotta go classic. So I went with A Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, full disclosure, I've never seen A Miracle on 40, 34th Street. I, I don't know how I've avoided it my whole life, but I haven't I haven't seen it. I also have a full disclosure in my notes. I haven't seen this movie since I was a very young child. But <laughs> You have a better background on it than I do. So let's, how about explain the, uh, the Santa magic that is and why it's so great. Sure. So Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, if you don't know, it's that classic kind of movie that they always play on Hallmark Channel. It's from 1947. Uh, it stars an eight-year-old Natalie Wood uh, as Susie, who's a little girl, um, and she uh, wants to believe in Santa Claus. And so she visits uh, the Macy's uh, on 34th Street in New York, and she encounters uh, Santa Claus, and she wishes for uh, a house and it doesn't really come true because, you know, that's a big order for Santa. And at the end of the movie, she sees a for sale sign for a house that ends up being kind of the perfect house for her. And she kind of believes in Santa Claus. And uh, the movie uh, pretty much explains to you that this guy at Macy's is real Santa. His name is Chris Kringle. He has this weird um, ID card that has all these little jokes about uh, Christmas on them and yeah it has that iconic scene of uh th- this little girl 
and not believing that Santa's real and pulling on the beard. And it's a real beard. It's not a, a prosthetic. And so it's yeah, it's a tough look for my man, Santa, getting that beard pulled on. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, don't be a Santa, guys. It'll hurt your face. But oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it'll probably I hurt lots of parts of your body, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I chose this because it's uh, like when I think of uh, Santa and magic and Christmas, I feel like that image is the one that pops into my head it's it's an iconic one and even if you don't really know the movie it's kind of like wizard of oz you at least are familiar with it to an extent you kind of understand where that movie is coming from right yeah yeah yeah. like i and it's it's kind of one of those movies that's so ubiquitous that even though i haven't seen it i know like most of the things that that take place like i know that she was waiting for this and like she got her wish in the end and that's why it's the miracle Mm -hmm. and all that um, I, I wonder if Santa went in, signed up for like Habitat for Humanity and got that house built. Like, I mean, they build houses in like three days. I mean, that's, so, yeah, that's the, that's the ultimate magic of Santa that he does a lot of really nice humanitarian work that he doesn't get the credit for, but he doesn't need the credit. No, no, he's not looking for that. You know, as long as you leave milk and cookies, he's happy. What, how old were you, uh, when you kind of found out about the truth about Santa? <sighs> I've, I've like... I would say probably nine or 10 when like I really started losing, uh, losing the illusion of it. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't want to, like, I wanted to hold on to that. Like I wanted to kind of have this magic be real. And, you know, like it was to me, it was always better and more fun to believe in something like that than to be like, Oh no, I'm too cool for that. Santa's not oh, real. Totally. Screw you guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I probably officially gave up on it and my parents probably officially gave up on it like when I was 11 or 12, I would say, mm. which is probably a little old, but I don't care because like, <laughs> give me strange men bringing toys into my house. I'm good for that. Yeah, yeah it was still pr- before puberty. So I think you're good because <laughs> it's like there, ju- there's no equivalent in Judaism. Like there's no real like mythical character. Like all of our heroes are very much like, Oh, they existed in the middle ages or in the days of the Bible. <laughs> well, now you had the Hanukkah aardvark from uh friends. So. Uh, armadillo, sir. Armadillo. That's right. Sorry. And Oh my not, goodness. My friend's knowledge is nowhere near as good as my Seinfeld knowledge. So <laughs> that episode of friends and also that one SNL skit with Hanukkah, Harry ruined a Hanukkah for all Jews <laughs> everywhere. Cause it's just those two references. And also my name is Ross. So I mean, friends is a whole thing in my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I feel bad for you that I brought it up. I'm uh, sorry. It's fine. I'm just gonna, that I'm we just gonna about breathe friends. and cool myself down. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a little break and I'll, I'll talk about my uh, best real Santa magic. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. mine was kind of uh, ancillary to actual Santa. So in the movie Fred Claus uh, with Vince Vaughn and <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Oh, shit, what's his name? Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus and basically Vince Vaughn is his brother and he's kind of like his deadbeat brother. But, um, so the magic there is that as long as he is Santa, his whole family is basically immortal and can stay the age. Like they can just stop aging at whatever point they want to or something like that. I haven't Hmm. seen it in a while, but, um, so I thought that was cool that Santa like spread his magic to his family and let them live and be happy. Now, I don't know how it worked out because like he gets a girlfriend in the movie. Uh, Fred Claus does Vince Vaughn's character. And like, so what happens when she's like 70 and he's still 40? That That's kind of rough to me. But <laughs> I mean, I guess you could always just move on with your life. 
I think there was some way, like, he could break the magic if he wanted, like, if he wanted to have a real life uh, and a wife and kids and things like that, he could break the magic and continue aging. But I just thought it was cool that that, that magic was shared with the whole family instead of it just being like, okay, Santa's there and he can get to every house mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, and also the Claus family, I guess, is doomed to walk the earth forever just with no long-lasting partners. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, that's they're going to... They're going to see some shit in their days, or I'm sure they did. I'm excited for Fred Claus 2 to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's coming. Uh, I might be the only person that remembers that movie exists. I of course, you, you came idea. out with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I, I have way too much knowledge of like movies that I saw the trailers only for. <laughs> and like, oh, I, gotcha. I, yeah, like Fred Claus, I think, is a fun idea, because it's like, oh yeah, he has a stupid brother or something, but I... I heard that. Well, no yeah, and he, really he doesn't need it. to work or anything like that. So yeah, it was, it was fine. It wasn't. You get some classic Vince Vaughn stuff of him just kind of riffing on himself, but other than that, it wasn't too much to tune in for. I mean, Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus is pretty great. That was just like, oh damn. Yeah. Paul Giamatti, I think, in like within the next ten years, he just needs to go on like, all right, every Christmas movie, he needs to be Santa now. <laughs> I think he's at that age where he can do it. That's a good idea. It's kind of like how the Disney princesses, for the most part, it's like one person, uh, one woman plays them for her entire life. Like, let's get one actor to be every Santa Claus. Right. Like, I've, because my kids are at this age, they're four and two, so they're watching all the Disney princess movies right now all the time. Um, Anytime I hear, like, um, Ariel from The Little Mermaid, like, she's a voice actor and she does thousands of things. So anytime I hear her voice, I'm like, oh, who is that? And I look it up and it's it's always her, obviously. And then I go and look through, like, her IMDb page and it's Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid in this little one-off thing that Disney Channel did. Little Mermaid in this other one-off. Like, she just, I I mean, she probably gets paid $1,000 to go in there and record for two minutes. So yeah. why wouldn't you do that? But it's also, it's like, in your contract for the rest of your life. Yeah, they don't let people go very easily at Disney. Well, that's the whole thing with the actress that played Snow White in the 30s is that it was before the days of like, you know, regulations or anything. And Mm -hmm. she was like contractually obligated to play Snow White. And she was basically like forbidden from taking up other parts because they didn't want to ruin the magic of Snow White being seen as like just a part played by an actress. I could see that, I guess. I mean, uh, the golden age of yeah, movies. You're never, you're never allowed to do anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Sorry, Snow White. I'm sure you turned out fine. Um, so the next category, for, or the next award we'll be giving out is the best fake Santa in a uh, Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, so for this, I actually have uh, one movie, two fake Santas. Ooh. Juicy. So, I, <laughs> I am going with uh, Gremlins. Woo! I paused just in case, like, anybody in their car was gasped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's close to, like, not technically being a Christmas movie, but still, like, because he gets the, the Gremlin. I've never seen Gremlins either. You're, like, Jesus picking all these Christ. movies I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, I, 80s kids movies are not my thing, like, because I was born in 87, so, like, I missed all the 80s kids movies, mm-hmm. but... I could go all day on '90s kids movies. <laughs> well, maybe we'll we'll maybe we'll sync up at some point. So okay, yeah. <laughs> so in Gremlins, there are two instances, there are two notable instances involving Santa Claus. Uh, so yeah, it takes place uh, during the Christmas season. Uh, 
uh, Billy gets from his father. He's gifted uh, a mogwai, which is a nice version of a gremlin. But if you get it wet, feed it after midnight, that whole thing, it turns into this uh, disgusting, scaly monster. So the first fake Santa is uh, the gremlins are attacking uh, the neighborhood. Like it, I think it's the same neighborhood uh, that's Hill Valley in Back to the Future. It's just like whatever is available on the Paramount backlot. Right. <laughs> uh, so the Paramount backlot is being attacked by gremlins, and there's like 10 seconds where um, a, a guy dressed as Santa is just getting attacked, like mauled in the face, and these two cops are just like, huh, somebody should deal with that, and they drive away. <laughs> so that's fake Santa number one. Fake Santa number two is is an insanely Santa number ones get gets brutally murdered by aliens. Yeah, okay. Santa's get stitches. Um, and the second fake Santa, uh, the Jewish is really coming out here. <laughs> Those Santa guys. Also, real quick, uh, gremlins are not aliens; they're little monsters. There's a difference. Um, okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Santa again. Haven't seen the movie. Don't know. It's a fun one. Uh, but maybe once I tell you the second fake Santa, you might not want to show it uh, to your young kid. Uh, but the second Santa is, uh, Billy has a girlfriend named Kate. And so eventually, uh, she gets, uh, tossed in the middle of this whole gremlins fiasco and she has to defend, uh, the mall or whatever. I I forget how the movie exactly goes. Um, and so she tells this story. And so Kate's dad on Christmas Eve, when she was a little girl, uh, didn't come home from work. So it was weird. They kind of waited uh, for Christmas. It came and went. No Santa. A couple days later, still no sign of her dad. And so uh, she lit the fireplace and she smelled something weird. She thought it was a cat. Uh, The police came and it turned out that her father was dressed as Santa Claus and was climbing down the chimney. And then he uh, slipped and uh, snapped his neck and died in the chimney. And so that's you really don't like Santa, do you? I don't like the fake ones. Uh, and, and that is fake Santa number two. Uh, case and your fake Santa dad. number three is from the Santa Claus, the one that Tim Allen knocks off the roof. Yeah, and then the fourth one is all Santas because he's not real, kids. Uh, spoilers, if you're listening with your kids in the car after we've already said shit and fuck a few times, you might want to turn it down because we will be ruining yeah. the, uh, Look, the illusion. You saw the explicit Santa. marker and chose to download and play it on on CarPlay. So yeah, it's kind I'll, of I'll on probably you. put a little. I'll probably put a little intro and be like, "Hey, just watch out if your kids are in the car. We do talk about Santa." Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what about what about you? What are you? What's your fake Santa? So my best fake Santa. I went a little bit nicer to Santa, not totally nicer to Santa, because my fake Santa that I picked is still a dick but not he doesn't get killed or mauled by monsters. Uh, mine I chose from the Christmas story because um, haven't seen the one that, that so basically it works out. I mean, it's on TBS literally 24 hours a day on Christmas. <laughs> if you're ever not, not busy on my that dad day. rented it for us from blockbuster when we were little and we never got, we didn't even watch it. It was one of those ones where you rented it from blockbuster and then just forgot and just returned it. Yeah. That's it's, it's fine. Like it's more like, nostalgia of like being at home and that being the only thing on on christmas so like you would watch it because that's what you did on christmas Mm -hmm. as a family who celebrated christmas and also had a tv on all the time um so that that's kind of what like i think that's the only reason it still holds up it's not 
it's not a great movie. <laughs> I'll take your word. But for it. anyways, yeah. So uh, the kid in it, he wants his BB gun, and he goes to see the mall Santa. And he says he knows he's not the real Santa, but, like, he still needs to ask for his toy because uh, he works for the real Santa or whatever, you know. Whatever these kids dream up about mall Santas. And so he gets, like, the mall Santa's at the top of this big slide that basically, once you're done, you go down the slide into, like, this fake snow at the bottom. So it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, but, so they got to go up these this big, long staircase to get to the top of the tall slide. And, um... So they get there, and first his little brother goes first and is just bawling his eyes out the whole time. And Santa basically, like, he won't stop crying, so Santa just, like, chucks him down the slide. <laughs> um, so then the, the main the main character gets up there, and, uh, like, he just freezes up, and he can't decide what he wants. And he just says some, like, BS thing, like he wants a, a pony or something like that. And Santa says, all right, and, you know, gets him on the slide. And then he, he starts the slide down the slide, realizes he fucked up and goes, hold on, wait, and grabs the top of the slide and tells Santa he wants the Red Rider BB gun. And Santa's just like, you'll shoot your eye, which I'm sure you haven't seen the movie, but you know the oh, line, yeah. you'll shoot your eye out, is said a thousand times throughout the movie. So Santa basically laughs in his face, tells him he'll shoot his eyes out, and then takes his big boot and kicks him in the face down the slide. <laughs> That's a good Santa to me. He's he's got his boundaries straight. It's just missing um death. <laughs> yeah, That's the one you're thing. right. Nobody killed the Santa yet. I'm sure some angry parents. See if this if this was the 2000s, you got all these millennial parents out oh. there. Somebody would have went back and killed that Santa. Oh, millennials, or at least pseudo. Or giving him avocado toast. <laughs> I actually had avocado toast for lunch, and it was delicious. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, I don't like the avocado toast, but I'm a millennial and like half these stereotypes, like they're not even bad. It's just like, okay, yeah, I know how to use my cell phone. That's too uh, bad. LOL. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep telling my boss how to do stuff on Instagram and he just keeps uh, not doing it. So uh, what a fun time I have at work. <laughs> yeah, a, a big part of my job is, uh, or not a big part, but part of my job is like if people get new cell phones, I have to help them set up, set them up. And most of the other people are over 45 years old. And it like, I dread those days when new phones come in for these employees. I'm just like, uh, I got to set up another phone. And it's not like I just log it in and hand it to them. Like mm -hmm. I've got to show them every, here's how you download an app. Here's how you open the app. And it's like, I, I get it to an extent. It's like, it is a foreign thing. And if somebody hands you something that you don't have experience with, you want them to walk you through it. But at the same time, like, it's not like millennials, have phones built into them it's just we were given them and we were like okay we'll futz around with it until it makes sense to us when i was in college every time i got a new phone like i read through the book and like actually tried to learn what all the different buttons and symbols and like it just like it's what you want to dedicate your time to like i knew my phone was going to be a big part of my life so i made sure i knew how to mm -hmm. use it like these guys they just they don't care like they don't think that their phone is going to be important and then it is important they're like i don't know how to do anything on it which is weird because they all have like everybody's had a smartphone for like 10 years now yeah it's not it's not cool anymore to not be good at phones yeah <laughs> baby boomers get good at your phones <laughs> if you're listening to this congrats you're good at phones yeah good job figuring <laughs> this out it probably just played on its own on your phone. You didn't even do it on purpose. Yeah, it you're just like, happened. Siri, play a podcast that talks a lot about Santa's death. <laughs> oh, we found one. <laughs> How weird is that? 
Santa has died 15 times in movies and they cover <laughs> all of them. That would have been a good category is the best Santa death. Yeah, maybe next year. May- yeah. Maybe next year. Yep. Uh, so the next category is best family drama at a holiday. Uh, yeah. So this gathering. one, um, I think I, I, ass- you can't use your own personal sure. holidays. That doesn't count. It's got to be. No, we have fun. We're Jews. We have fun. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the one that I'm choosing, I want it. I assume that you've seen it. I've, it's a, it's a recent one. Uh, it's the most recent on my list. It is uh, Christmas with the Cranks. I have seen that one. Yeah. So I did not like it. Oh, I, I'm a fan. I think it's cute. Really? Um, I normally think Tim Allen is annoying, but he's good in this. And Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, sh- she disappears with that uh, bowl cut haircut that she has <laughs> in it. Um, I always forget that like she's the, the white because I saw it when it first came out and I was probably 13, 14 years old. So like looking at it from that lens, like it wasn't I, I didn't enjoy it because it wasn't fun for a 13, 14 year old kid. But like I think watching it now, maybe I might have a little more respect for it. But I would need to rewatch it, and I haven't done that. Yeah, I'll probably um, watch. But it I always this forget. Week. I always forget Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, and then I see the cover art, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. Like I, I don't remember a lot from this movie, but the whole scene where she goes to the supermarket to get a canned ham, uh, like that sticks with yeah. me for some reason because it's like it's yeah, not she even goes a, crazy over that. it's not even like a really high quality ham it's just like someone that you just pop open like a can of tuna um but i mean i think the general drama in christmas with the cranks is the fact that this uh their daughter last minute decides okay i'm gonna come home for christmas after all and it's this whole thing because the cranks uh, were famous for their uh uh christmas displays and they decide if their daughter's not coming home then you know what what if we took the year off and just kind of the general uh, scramble, even though um, uh, while thinking about this movie and also when I was watching the movie that we're going to uh, discuss on my podcast, like a lot of this stuff of like, oh, we have to rush to get the last present and blah, blah, blah. There's always a rush in the, the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And it's like now that Amazon and like the Internet is a thing and also every store is filled to the brim with everything like you can get like a can of pumpkin mix at like Rite Aid so there's no real plot anymore of uh we're out of something yeah no supply and demand has um the supply is much outweighed the demand at this point and like you said so it's we're recording this at the end of November it'll release sometime in the middle of December uh before Christmas but like we pretty much already have our Christmas shopping done for our kids because Amazon exists and Target exists and like you said Target has everything and they have 15 of everything, so it's not hard to get what you need. Is there, like, a big toy this year? I don't think so. I don't know if there like, has that's... been a big toy in the last decade. No. it Like, I think Tickle Me Elmo was, like, the last thing. And we're going to talk about when we do, because we're going to do Jingle All the Way on your podcast. And it, it qualifies for one of my awards here, so we can talk Ooh, about it more okay. then. Um, but, yeah, it that doesn't exist. Like, this, like, everybody is getting this one toy. I guess maybe, like the closest thing would be like maybe a video game system like everybody's gonna get a nintendo switch yeah i remember like when the the nintendo wii came out that was big the wii was insane i remember we 
Uh, all the malls by me did not have it, so we had to go to a mall in the middle of nowhere, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, which is just kind of like it's probably shout like, out Bucks County. Yeah, it's it's like a forty-five minute drive uh, from Philadelphia, and it was just like this small mall, and like it it was like a fairy tale. It was like there's rumors that at this mall, the GameStop has <laughs> Wii's, and they did, so we bought it, and it was uh, a Hanukkah miracle. Yeah. <laughs> The Hanukkah, the Hanukkah armadillo really came through. I <laughs> uh, got so that wrong again. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so what about you? What What's your uh, best family drama? So mine is uh, from Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase in the uh, the Vacation series. Did you ever see that one? I did not. Have you seen any of the Vacation movies? I've seen Vacation, yeah, European, I've Vegas. I've seen the original and also the reboot. Okay. The reboot was actually pretty good. I didn't Thank mind that you. with Ed Helms. Yeah. Every, um, people were giving it shit, but my mom and I were just like, this was, we had a good time. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Like it, it didn't hold up to the first one. Like the first one's kind of a classic, but like it was, it was kind of a good revisit of the thing without trying to do shot for shot what the original one yeah, did. Yeah. It like kept up the spirit. I think it, like they were kind of just capitalizing on the success of 21 Jump Street and the kind of self-aware mm-hmm. Uh, reboot, but yeah, I liked it. But uh, so other than like the the shit bath, I I was in on it. Oh, yeah. like I didn't like the shit bath scene, but other than that, I was fine. Yeah. Um. So Christmas Vacation, there is just all kinds of drama, everything you can think of, and it um it culminates in a classic Chevy Chase meltdown, uh, where he just goes on this rant, swearing and kicking and throwing things and leaving voicemails he, for Dan Harmon. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> uh, I don't think he knew Dan Harmon at the time, uh, but yeah. I mean, Dan Harmon was probably just a child at the time. So I don't know that he should have called ranting at him at that <laughs> point. Um, but yeah, just, just goes crazy and ends with hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? And like, it's just every, everything that, so he, so they're throwing this, they're having Christmas at their house for the first time in years. Um, his parents are coming in, his wife's parents are coming in. Uh, he's having all this trouble. Like he, he spends all his time working on the lights on the outside of his house, trying to get set up. Uh, he can't get them to work. He's got everything strung up, can't get them to work. And this is in the eighties when like, if they were dead, you had to check every bulb and replace every bulb until you found it. Basically, uh, there's a lot of different ways around that mm-hmm. nowadays which I found out this year, uh, I bought a little tool that helps like you just plug it into a light that's out and the whole thing lights up. It's fantastic. Look for that tool. <laughs> plug it um, in a tool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's called, but uh, I got it at Walmart for like nine bucks. It's a light fixer tool. Go get it. Um, so anyway, he, he finally gets the house lit up. He figures it out because he's got the, uh, all the plugs are running back to like one outlet in his house that has a switch on it and he didn't have the switch on. So he goes through all that, and then his weird cousin-in-law, Eddie, shows up, played by Randy Quaid, who's in um, the original Vacation. I don't think he's in the reboot with Ed Helms, though. Uh, no. Um, but he is in the original, uh, where they like dig in his yard looking for the money and stuff like that. I, or That might be Vegas. But he's in the original. Um, cousin Eddie, by, played by Randy Quaid, shows up. And that kind of sets him off. He doesn't know what to do with them. They have this terrible RV parked in their front lawn now. Um, and then after that, they a squirrel. Oh, they their Christmas tree explodes. So he goes and cuts a tree down from outside, brings it inside. And then there's a squirrel loose in their house that's running around everywhere that they can't catch. 
And to top it all off, he's expecting his Christmas bonus, which gets delivered late by a messenger. And he reads it, and it turns out to be a, a year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club instead of a like a ten thousand dollar bonus that he was going to use to put in a pool. <laughs> Uh, so that that all happens, and that's when he goes on his epic rant. <laughs> hey! If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Which ends with hallelujah, holy, holy shit. shit. Where's the title? Wow, great clip. Where's the title? <laughs> yeah, great clip. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my best family yeah. drama. And everybody's just like wa- wants him to be a part of the family, and he's like, no, nah, I got to get my stuff done. I-, I can't help you guys. You figure your shit out on. Your I own. think I'll, I'll I'll go watch that because I. It's really like, funny. I, I mean, I'm a comedy person, and like National Lampoon, I feel was just like kind of uh, very much in the backseat uh, and kind of like a weird glimmer of comedy by the time I was like really getting into it and studying mm-hmm. it. But I mean. I mean, uh, yeah, National Lampoon was bad when uh, when I got around to like really becoming kind of a comedy nerd, like National Lampoon was nothing that you wanted to take any new stuff that National Lampoon was putting out wasn't anything you wanted a part what, of Van Wilder three or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the freshman year. Oh man, uh, There was one with like uh, Steve-O where he did like some clip show of just the weirdest clips you could ever find. Uh, it was almost like Jackass, but not professionals doing jackass stuff yeah that's that's what that sounds great <laughs> yeah it's let's not. watch it new podcast let's uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be on kid flicks in uh next month <laughs> not a kids movie um yeah definitely check out uh christmas vacation if if you liked the f- the first vacation you you will definitely like christmas vacation even though you don't celebrate christmas you'll get the humor and uh you'll enjoy it. it's it's the second best out of all the vacation movies mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing it's like i i mean i i'm jewish but i'm in america so i basically celebrate christmas like uh i mean i still love all of the uh the warmth and kind of the beauty of christmas even like i i love all the public right, displays the, the yeah and i mean sure right. i would love it if uh, people wouldn't yell at me uh when they get angry for me saying happy holidays or me uh correcting them when they say merry That's christmas the worst. yeah because i'm like uh, come on don't be uh don't be an asshole like i yeah i'm just i'm doing something nice in telling you happy holidays i could just say nothing or <laughs> like both be know that i'm basically douche, saying like, merry christmas i just don't yeah, want to say it i just said something nice like don't don't be a dick <laughs> and turn my nice thing into a not yeah, nice thing. have a great holiday hope you get hit by a plow Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> By a Jewish driver. <laughs> One of those Hanukkah plows. <laughs> those famous Hanukkah plows. We we keep it running for eight nights. <laughs> it just goes up and down the road. <laughs> Don't cross our Jewish road on these days. The plow will be going. You gotta watch out. We are angry and we will not be silenced. <laughs> Happy holidays, damn it. <laughs>
Nah, no Jews have guns. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they they just control the banks and things like that. That's how they get you. Wink. Um... <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, best gift or toy on a on a uh, in a holiday movie. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. This this one um, was the hardest category just because. Uh, I was thinking of doing a Christmas story because I know that his uh, whatever he calls the BB gun because I know he has like the really long full name for it. Uh, yeah, the Red Rider BB gun. Yes, and it's even he even says a longer name because it's like the yeah, it's like the two thousand blah 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know anything about guns, so I don't know <laughs> like all the stats that he gives it. Yeah, so it's like I I could have gone that route, um, but I couldn't really think of any specific gifts like even in like a Hanukkah movie, the few and far between, there aren't really that many like things around gifts. So if we're talking, cause the category is best gifts slash toy. So if we're talking gift, right. all Christmas movies, the moral seems to be that the real gift is friendship and family. So, so I could apply that to any movie, but if we're talking uh, the best toy, and this is definitely a stretch. This is definitely the most stretch that I will do. This episode is, the best toy is all of the booby traps in Home Alone. Oh, I like that. Which is also, which is also, I would consider it a Christmas movie. Uh, oh, that's absolutely a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, because it's all about the spirit and kindness and stuff. But also, because uh, that's, I don't think Kevin has any specific toy that he really wants or talks about wanting. Well, I think I think a lot of those things that he used as booby traps, I think he had to open the presents to get to them, too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because he has the train set that he opens to mm-hmm. put the Michael Jordan uh, cut out on. So, yeah, I'm gonna... yeah, great plan, by the way. <laughs> great plan. Besides, just call the police and hope that they believe you. Uh, or well, he was afraid to call the police because Joe Pesci posed as a policeman early on. Oh, that's yes. I, yeah, I, I, got... I reviewed this on my podcast. I should have remembered this <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right in that. So I think uh, it's the best toy because it's a toy that uh, he, Kevin, got many different uses out of. It's definitely the most useful toy. Yeah, safety. <laughs> His favorite toy, a giant <laughs> nail dying. in the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The snow shovel that his neighbor brings and bashes in Joe Pesci's head in. <laughs> and th- that actually reminds me, if uh, if you people listening out there have not heard the podcast Sawbones, it's a medical history podcast, and they do an entire episode going through all the different injuries that uh, the wet bandits would have sustained and how quickly oh, they man. would have died from all of those injuries. Yeah, I, I think I've, I don't know that I haven't, I definitely haven't heard that podcast, but I've seen like people have written articles about it or whatever. Yeah. It's a holiday so staple. That kind of, yeah. That like they would not have survived past like the third booby trap. Yeah. Cause it's like once you have a concussion and you're on the floor and then you get scalped or whatever, you're, you're kind of done for. <laughs> once you step on a nail and like asphalt gets inside the, uh, the, uh, the laceration yeah you're you're done for you're not walking sorry yeah (laughs) um so what have you ever heard the theory now that we're on home alone and uh we don't have time to dedicate to a whole home alone episode like you did and you may have talked about this on your podcast already i didn't listen to the home alone episode you bastard Uh, Uh, (laughs) go on i'll go do it right after we finish this great (laughs) um have you heard the theory that kevin McAllister grows up to be the jigsaw killer I have heard that. Like, it, 
I, guess, I like that one. I guess it's plausible, even though, and I've never, I've talked about this on my podcast several times, actually. I've never seen uh, any of the Saw movies. They are too scary for me, but I have read all the Wikipedia synopses. And Oh, there you go. That's yeah. the way to go with scary movies. I did, um, so I'm not a big fan of scary movies either. Like, I get scared of them uh, very easily. Design, like, yeah. Yeah. And, but like, that just stays, I get anxiety over it. It just stays with me and I can't get over it ever like it takes me two months to get over it oh wow um i saw do you remember the movie hide and seek with robert de niro and dakota fanning uh oh wait it's from like 2005 yes. i want to say i have not thought of this movie in a decade easily Remi- <laughs> it's so basically um he's a psychologist and she has like an imaginary friend who <gasps> yes. is doing increasingly bad things and he's trying to figure out like who her imaginary friend is, and and it it all culminates in uh, split personalities, things like that. Uh, but basically, part of it is the the mother dies, and Robert De Niro wakes up at two o six or yeah two o six a.m. one night and finds the mother dead in a bathtub. She killed herself. Um, and then throughout the movie, he continuously wakes up at two o six a.m. and discovers this bad shit that kept happening. And so after seeing that movie, I'm a junior in college or uh, in high school. I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep before 2:06 a.m. Oh my god! Like I, I would like focus on the clock because if I, I knew if I fell asleep that I would wake up at 2:06, and if I ever woke up at 2:06, I would think somebody would be dead in my house. So like I would, I, I would just my thoughts would run crazy until 2:06 a.m. I would get up, go to the bathroom, make sure nobody was dead in there, <laughs> and then I could sleep fine. So yeah, scary movies stick with me. Oh my god, I um, forgot about that uh, movie. I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Yeah, I, we were talking about Jigsaw. Right, right, right. But yeah, I I don't uh, really believe that theory because like the whole thing is that like Jigsaw is like cancer and he's like trying to get people to appreciate life in the dumbest way possible. Right. Yep. And yeah, he's trying to get people to appreciate life by putting them in near death situations where they almost kill themselves. Um, so yeah, that's a little different from Kevin Callister, but they, they kind of say like the psychology behind it of he would, that would have caused him serious trauma going through the two Christmases he went through and it would have manifested it, him in being a serial killer, basically, I guess. Yeah, actually, so I don't, I don't technically know. three. So when I did the Home Alone episode of my podcast, I... He's not in number three, is he? He's not. He's not in three or four, but the character in the fifth one is, uh, is part of the McAllister family. I think oh. I think they might have just called him Kevin, even though it's like obviously a completely different kid, and it was like an ABC Family <laughs> movie. But uh, they brought him back. He is forever right. a child. <laughs> okay, so three three Home Alone movies caused him trauma, and he grew up to be the Jigsaw Killer. Um, I figured out what I was going to say with that tangent about scary movies. Yes. So one of my favorite scary movies is The Strangers um, from two thousand seven, two thousand eight ish. Uh, and that's like kind of like a psychological thriller one uh, where these creepy people are standing outside these uh, this couple's house, wait, basically waiting for them to come outside to kill them. And they're just terrorizing them all night. Why did you um, choose us? Because you were home. That's the one. Oh, I've seen the trailer. Also, I've never seen it. Yeah, no, I wish I had never seen it, but it is a really good movie. It's really well done. Um, but so they came out with a sequel this past year. And I wanted to see it because i liked the first one so much but i didn't want to see it because i hate scary movies because they scare me too much and also in the theater that's so, a whole nother thing where it's like i'm trapped here because i paid for it yeah 
and there could be a crazy person in a mask behind me waiting to kill me. Uh, so what I was going to say is there is this podcast called the grave girls podcast, uh, that does a really good synopsis of scary movies where it feels like you watch them without actually watching an episode on the sequel to the strangers. And I was very happy because I didn't have to go watch that movie then. Cause I heard their synopsis and I'm like, okay, good. Now I know what happens. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so if you ever, if there's ever a scary movie out there that you want to see, because it looks interesting, but are too scared to see it. Check out the Grave Girls podcast. They'll uh, they'll walk you through it. Wow, I I will. Thank you. I like how much there we're plugging go. other people's podcasts. This is very nice of. Also, me. check out a podcast about something in Kidflix. Yeah, great, great shows. <laughs> um, so I think it's my turn to pick a best gift or toy. Yes. Uh, finally, we went on a little diatribe there. But that's God okay. damn it! Just pick a toy. <laughs> I want to know what the best movie toy was. Damn it. We're waiting. We've been po- we've been waiting in the car. The moment you've all been waiting for. Turbo Man. Jingle all the way. Yep. Figured. Which uh, there will be a either upcoming or previous release of Kid Flicks all about Jingle on the way. So check check that It'll, out. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, it probably soon and yeah. or already happened. Yeah. Look. Check check their feed. It'll be there. Um. So Turbo Man just seemed like such a cool toy. Uh, it had like a jetpack, and it, it was a—I guess it was a TV show. So the TV show was really cool, and it had like all the gadgets and accessories that the uh, the superhero had. It's just your basic uh, superhero action figure, but it's kind of one of the taller ones. And it it had it came with all the accessories that you could like shoot lasers and do all that stuff. So any toy with multiple features like that is always going to be one of my favorites. I love action figures. I'm in a room surrounded by them right now. Um, so in the way you've never grown up by continuing to watching uh, kids <laughs> movies and talking about them, I've never grown up in that. If I see a cool action figure, I buy it. Um, so I want a Turbo Man action figure, and uh, I will get one. Someday. I was gonna say I'm surprised they've got a. I because I think I googled Turbo Man briefly because I couldn't understand exactly what his deal was, and I feel like they were either going to. Are you sure you didn't Google Turtle Man? Uh, I bad you know, I did see a bunch of just pictures of Dana Carvey. Uh, <laughs> uh, Three hundred million dollars on eBay. <laughs> That's how much a Turbo Man is. Yep. Um, okay, so they did make they, some because I was made gonna say they release of them. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah, I figured like this movie is basically a classic now even and we'll talk about it more on my podcast Yeah, go but, check uh, out kid flicks on uh jingle all the way to hear all your turbo man maybe uh, in the future yes <laughs> you know what just to subscribe and listen to all of them <laughs> exactly binge them at the christmas table um but yeah yeah like turbo man not surprised by that it is definitely an iconic modern toy uh for the christmas movie genre but yeah maybe it's also i just was never really an action figure kid i was definitely more like uh, we're gonna uh, have to end this right now educational toys okay bye (laughs) (laughs) action figures are the coolest okay sure it was funny i was at my brother's house the other day and he has um like all these old sports posters like the the 90s sports posters kind of things that you would collect as a as a 90s kid um or we would at least um and like they were just the cheesiest posters with the athletes on them, and he's got all these up in his room and and are in his garage. And some of them were mine from when I was a kid, and I was like pointing, I was like that that one was mine, that was mine. And his wife goes, "Oh, you can take them with you if you want." And I said, "No, I've I've moved past that. I'm more mature now. I collect uh, much more mature things." And she goes, "What action figures?" I said, "Yes, <laughs> action figures are much more mature than 
sports posters. <laughs> I need to figure out what my collection is because I, I don't really have one right now. I think I'm thinking of trying to do like a board game collection. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that's fun because like if I did memorabilia or stuff from like uh, my favorite media, like I love the Muppets and stuff. But if I started a huge collection of that, that's a that's not a very fun thing. Muppets is is collecting Muppets would be getting close to being a kink almost like you'd have to really explain that if you had a girl over. (laughs) I I do have a Muppets tattoo. Oh, is it uh, animal from the Muppets? No, it's just it's Kermit's silhouette. I went simple. Uh, is on my ankle, so it's a little secret just for me. Uh, <laughs> is it the tea drinking Kermit? Uh, I oh, that would have been good. I should do a meme like <laughs> or the, why, uh, the why you know guy <laughs> or the uh, the evil Kermit. I like that one better. I think. Oh, Constantine. The, um, the Kermit to Kermit, like the the yep, like he's uh, the it's hood, a yeah. it's a screenshot from the hit uh, sequel Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, uh, I didn't no, know I just that. got. <laughs> I do. Uh, I think you need I, to start your Muppets collection now. Yeah, I I nearly started a Muppets podcast, but I'm like, it already exists, and this would be the saddest thing that I would do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just like a classic, like head-on, like if you just thinking of the iconic, just his head, right? Yeah, just and that's it. And like you see his co- his pointed collar. Gotcha. All right, I like it. So yeah, yeah, if you're a listener and you think that's cool, use the hashtag Kermit Cool. And if you don't, uh, don't fucking say anything. <laughs> Send us pictures of your Kermit tattoos, and we'll compare and contrast. <laughs> we'll we'll rank all the Kermit tattoos. Oh, I am afraid for my mentions after this releases. <laughs> all right, final category: the best yes. Christmas. This is the Christmas you actually want to be a part of. Okay. Um, I think, uh. The Christmas portrayed an elf. Okay. I think, because like the movie itself. I love Elf. uh, Yeah, I think it's a great movie. I think I've seen it once or twice all the way through. And um, I like any story where the main character is just hopelessly optimistic. Buddy is a force for good. That is one way to explain Buddy. (laughs) All he wants to do is, I mean, sometimes a little bit intensely, but he wants everybody to have a Merry Christmas and he wants to spread all of the holiday cheer. And at the end, he gets all of the uh, crummy old New York uh, to sing uh, Santa Claus is coming to. I mean, Zoe Deschanel does that, but it's kind of his actions cause the city to come together and believe in Christmas and Santa. Yeah, if you can get James Conn singing, then you, you did something right, buddy. Yeah, I mean, anything with Mary Steenburgen, uh, oh, she's I'm great. in. I yeah. love her they, so much. They nailed that cast somehow, too. Like, every person is pitch perfect for their role. Um, like, I don't like Zoe Deschanel that much, but, like, I after seeing that movie, I liked her. And then I saw all of, like, her other stuff she did, and I was like, oh, I don't really like her, actually. Um, but in Elf, she's fantastic as, like, the... I don't really... I really do Christmas, uh, but then at the end she comes around to it. Well, she's playing a little bit against type because, I mean, right. I, I, I personally like her a lot. And I think sometimes she uses kind of her cutesy personality in a fun, subversive way. Like, I think she she's great in uh, New Girl. But mm-hmm. then in 500 Days of Summer, it's kind of like that is who she is. Just kind right. of like a, a pile of cute quirk. Well, and early in her career, she kind of did more like when she was in Elf, she played that type. And then in the uh, Matthew McConaughey classic Failure to Launch, she also played that type of character. So like early oh, she's on, in she failure was Failure to that. Launch. 
Yeah, she's um, oh, damn. Sarah Jessica Parker's like best friend that dates um, Doug from The Hangover. Oh, small world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about what about you? What's your best uh, Christmas? My best Christmas. I'm going the same uh, kind of direction as you are. So, so Elf was probably my uh, second choice in this category because Elf gets a little too cheesy for me at the end. Um, that's I, that's fair. Which I mean, if you're watching a Christmas movie and this one, Elf <laughs> is mostly geared towards kids. Like that's kind of what you're looking for. You want that Christmas cheese in it. I don't know. It just like. It kind of turns into a different movie for the last 20 minutes. So I didn't pick Elf there. I picked um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original cartoon version. Okay. Um, which basically the same thing. The Who's down in Whoville. Doesn't matter that they don't have their presence. They come together. They sing their song. They have their roast beast. Um, they just they realize that Christmas is about spending time with their family and uh, enjoying each other's company. And the, the presents don't matter. And they convince Grinch that... All this stuff doesn't matter, and they just want to be happy. I think that's that's a very good choice. Yeah, for I mean, all the I death and destruction earlier in this podcast, we <laughs> ended on a good note. That's the one problem with Grinch, no death. You would think out of every Christmas movie, Grinch would have a lot of death. Well, maybe in this new one that came out. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, stay tuned because <laughs> uh, two weeks after your episode is released, we'll have our review. All right. I probably still won't Surprise. have seen the new Grinch by then. Yeah, that's fine. You have kids. You, you'll you get bored one day and be like, can you guys just stop talking for two hours? Oh, we'll definitely watch it. When it the, we're uh, like streaming or DVD. I still have the Netflix DVD plan. So like we'll get them on there or we'll Good go to the library you. and get DVDs. Um, I was actually thinking of getting a DVD, uh, Netflix DVDs again because I do have a player still. Yeah, I have we have one because I, I have a PlayStation 3 in our living room. So that's the only oh, DVD okay. player that we have. So it's kind of shitty. Like when we rent a movie either from the library or it comes on Netflix, we can only watch it there. So like if they're in the bedroom or in the, the playroom, like we can't Too watch bad. that movie. Yeah. And <laughs> then they cry and it's it's a whole mess. Um, I, I yeah, I won't talk too much about that, but um, I lost my train of thought. Damn, killing uh, so, me here. Yeah, <laughs> who am I? Smalls. Um, that's a Sandlot joke. I, uh, I understand that. No, yeah, I know it because I watched, I listened to your episode on the Sandlot. Great episode <laughs> if you guys like the Sandlot. Yeah, With and uh, if you don't, you, what was that guest name? He's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, Miguel Dalmau. He is a uh, comedian, and he also has his own podcast, uh, American Immigrant. Which is a lot of fun, and he just yeah, we'll kind just of keep talks. plugging everybody else's podcast. Yeah, seriously, this, this should be the podcast about plugging. Because <laughs> uh, what is a podcast but not just plugging? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, the Grinch. Um, yeah, same thing as Elf gets everybody to come together at the end. Um, but there was no inciting incident, I guess. So that that's that's why I picked it over Elf is because Elf like everybody got forced into it, whereas the Grinch like they just did it because they genuinely wanted to. Where an yeah. elf, like, they might have been a little selfish. They wanted Santa to finish his job so they could get all their presents. Jerks. Yeah, he's a New York yeah, jerks. He's a self- and, he, and Santa's like, ooh, all of these policemen are on the naughty list. And it's like, dude, don't say that. Then you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, we're, yeah. we're done with our categories. Um, we gave out all our awards. Um, couple, we did couple a great little, job. Yes, we did. 
<laughs> great job. Talked about some horror movies for a few minutes. I, I don't know how that fit in here, but whatever. Um, I like to wrap up with a few extra things. Um, so the first question is, why in Christmas movies where Santa is real, how come adults don't ever believe in Santa? Like Thank the you. presents are still getting it. You got the Santa Claus, Elf, um, I don't know, countless others. Probably Miracle on 34th Street. Like Santa's real. He's bringing presents every year. But the parents are still like, ah, oh, no, we got to go get this present. I was thinking about, I nearly brought this up when I was talking about Miracle on 34th Street. I don't understand that. I, I don't really um, remember in that movie if they're, if people are shopping for Christmas presents. Like my, my thought is like maybe um, in these universes where Santa is uh, unquestionably real and the parent and the adults are just kind of jaded. I think it's like the parents buy most of the gifts, but then there's maybe one or two special things that they maybe forget. They're like, oh, I guess the other parent got that present or right. something like that. I could see that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they would just assume that the other parent got it. I guess. But That's like, the only explanation I, I have. But it's like, I don't know if there's... I, maybe we're kind of going off of like the, the fairly odd parents logic that it's when you're a kid, you understand and experience this magic, but then when you get to a certain age, you kind of your brain kind of retroactively kind of Are, erases it and makes it seem a lot faker. Than yeah, it, it is. puts it puts it into perspective and and makes it fit basically. Yeah, or maybe Santa has extra special magic to make the parents forget that. Uh, like Santa, maybe Santa is just a dick. He takes the presents that the parents already bought, drops yeah, maybe his Santa's off, takes it back to Target, and you know, gets the money back. That's a good idea. That's probably what he does. There we go. Santa's a dick. We <laughs> Santa it. is a dick. You heard it first. And that's why he dies twice in gremlins. <laughs> and once in the Santa Claus. Yeah. And I, I'm sure he dies in other places. And uh, once and always in my Santa's dreams. Slay. <laughs> uh, so my next thing that I want to talk about in Christmas movies, uh, like they, they all kind of follow the same path and that's why they fit together. What's your favorite part of like a Christmas or a holiday movie? Like what's your favorite trope, I guess, of a Christmas movie? Um, <laughs> I guess it kind of piggybacks off of that last question. I love when, uh, like the movie has reached its logical end in the real world. And then there's just one weird thing where it's like, oh, wait, whose present is this? I didn't leave this present. You didn't leave this present. And then there's like a weird, like, uh, uh, sleigh bell sound and mm -hmm. the, everybody looks up towards their ceiling because it's not like they have like a sky roof uh, sky roof in their house right, yeah like they're gonna see it yeah and then there's like a it's like at the end of movies when they want to be suspenseful so they do the end dot dot question mark like it's just this weird unnecessary right like now santa is everybody is gonna believe in santa? now everybody's gonna actually believe in santa now that, yeah uh, because they this one surprise present like maybe aunt muriel sent it who knows or maybe crazy it was muriel. A man named Chris. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be a little more cynical. My favorite part of Christmas movies, and this is more adult Christmas movies, but it happens a lot in kids' Christmas movies too, is the eventual meltdown of whoever the protagonist is. Uh, I talked about it in Christmas Vacation. It happens in Jingle All the Way. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger melts down at some point. Um, basically, somebody always just goes crazy and has this huge blow up, yells at everybody, and just like freaks out 
yeah I, I don't know i like i like watching that's always funny to me i know like in the real world that wouldn't be funny but watching it in a movie is funny and but i always like to kind of see how they get into that situation and and what forces them to explode yeah well it's also like the the holiday season is so uh stressful Absolutely. and it's like such a necessary thing to include at some point like it's usually kind of like sloppily put in there where it's just like somebody's like i'm gonna break down and whatever but it's definitely an important part of the holiday season that like oh yeah somebody it's in my family it's usually my wife because she takes on most of the stress of the holidays of figuring out decorations spending time with her family figure out when we're gonna spend time with my family this year we're throwing in a week-long disney world trip in the middle of it oh congrats that's so fun Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, we've we've gone before, but we're looking forward to it because they have the big uh, Christmas party with all the characters and stuff. Oh, so that'll be great. really fun with the kids. Well, here I have an idea. What if you help her out? <laughs> I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I try to. She um. She gets jumbled be in her head. Be careful with what you yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't listen, so I can say whatever I want. She's okay. a crazy bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa, She's you wonderful. Heard it here and, first. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful and everything she does is great. Um, I just like she gets too much going on in her own head and like her family kind of piles stuff on her sometimes. And like it, it, she's the, she's the planner and controller of everything and always has been for her family and now for our family. So it all just gets piled on her. That's sad. Like I, I don't have a family yet, but that's terrible. Okay. (laughs) Well, hopefully this year is a little bit better, even though taking a Disney world trip is notoriously frustrating, but uh, I do, uh, I am friends with, uh, one of the, a couple cast members actually. So oh, nice. if you need a hookup at the Finding Nemo musical, let me know. We haven't been to the musical yet. It's pretty good. It's very long. I've, so... I've heard the Finding Nemo one is pretty good. Um, our kids don't like Finding Nemo that much yet. Yeah, they'll, they'll grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. Another great movie involving death. Yes. Lots of death. <laughs> Um, so then the the other thing, I got two more, uh, any honorable mention movies that we didn't get a talk, like they didn't fit into the categories, but you wanted to just mention real quick. Um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I think love actually. Ugh. okay. <laughs> like it's not my favorite, but it's, it is definitely, you cannot deny it's like presence in the holiday season. Cause it's a different take on a holiday movie it's very sappy it's very wholesome but it's it, all of those things yeah but there's something different about it like it's not it's it's very it's, interconnected and i think it's fun how it and how it plays out it's an adult movie focused on adults getting what they want during the holiday season rather than like adult christmas movies usually focus on spending time with their family or like integrating their whole family while still doing what they need to for their kids or Mm -hmm. just focusing on what they need like jingle all the way is almost an adult like because it's mostly about arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad it's it's about them doing something for their kid uh love actually is let's let's figure out what actual real adults want and help them find a way to get to it yeah so it, like you said it's it's a little different than you know your everyday christmas movie of it, it the way it brings people together and like my other honorable mention is die hard because like it's technically a christmas movie it's not no no it's like technically a christmas movie because this was in christmas yeah. and then there's, there's actually christmas samples. lights yeah there's christmas <laughs> lights and uh they sing a christmas song in the beginning it happens during a christmas party 
So yeah, you know it it is. Yeah. It's not, but, it, it's but not, in all seriousness, the the other one though is uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, I think it, it's wholesome, it's cute, and also uh, the Rugrats they have a great Hanukkah special. So oh. I figured I would throw one little Hanukkah yeah. thing in there for you. Also, eight crazy nights. Uh yeah, sure. I never saw that either. I saw it when I was very young because it came yeah, out when sure I was very a, young. And my uh, mom teenage was just, Jewish kid, you would that's something you would see. <laughs> yeah, my mom was just excited that there was like, oh cool, like it's a hot like they a made Hanukkah one movie. Yeah. And then there's like a whole scene where uh one of one of Adam Sandler's characters gets uh crapped on by uh, a reindeer. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Classic. What, what about you? What's Classic. what's a burning omission for you? The the only one that because uh, we talked about Elf, we talked about the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus didn't fit any awards, but I feel like we've talked it. We've we've covered it enough. Um, yeah. The other I don't. The other I've never one, seen it. It's it's pretty funny. Um, if so, you just you said you'd never seen Jingle All the Way before we did um did your show on it. If you enjoyed Jingle All the Way in the slightest bit, you would enjoy the Santa Claus too. Okay, I the, the Santa Claus also don't watch the Santa Claus two or three. They're bad. <laughs> also, uh, Deck the Halls is a wild movie. That's the, the one with Danny DeVito and Matthew and Broderick. Matthew Broderick, it's yeah. an insane movie. I think uh, I saw it, but I don't remember it. That's got a, that's got a few meltdowns in it, if I recall yeah, correctly. The entire movie is one big meltdown. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fun. Uh, the the one I did want to talk about was Rudolph, uh, the original Rudolph with the puppets and everything. Mm-hmm. That movie is weird. But I love it that it's just laden with nostalgia. And like, it reminds me of Christmases when I was a kid, like we would always watch Rudolph. Um, so I, I always like to to watch that one and my kids will suffer through it for like the 22 minutes that it lasts. And it's just a good it. It's got a good message of acceptance and um, everyone matters and everyone has a role in life. So that that's good, too, I guess. But I just I like the reindeer and I like the little dentist elf and the abominable snowman. Yeah, it's, it's super Some great cute. characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, last thing, any categories that we missed? Any like Christmas movie tropes that we didn't get a chance to talk about that we probably should have included? Um, I mean, I've been joking about it the entire time, but I think Santa deaths. <laughs> no, I think I think there needs to be a category for, um, like th- the diehard Christmas care uh, category because. Like there's like movies that people just watch during the holidays because, oh, like it's technically taken place during it or just like, ah, oh, it's just something like a non-traditional uh, holiday movie that your family watches. Like off the top of my head, I can't think of a specific one, but my family and I, our regular rotation involves Mrs. Doubtfire and my big fat Greek wedding. So, okay. Yeah, so I could see that. Just yeah, like the family get like the movie you always watch when you guys get together. Exactly. And and usually Christmas or Hanukkah is the time that you're all together, so that movie will inevitably yeah. inevitably and it kind of, and it kind of bleeds like Thanksgiving e movies, mm-hmm. and that's really it. Yeah, there aren't a lot of Thanksgiving movies out there. That would have been a very short podcast. We would just been talking about planes, trains, and automobiles the whole time. Which not opposed to it. No. No. <laughs> kind of goes against the spirit of the uh, movie superlatives if there's only one movie though Be- best movie with planes <laughs> <laughs> best movie with trains best movie with john candy uncle buck <laughs> yeah but there's no thanksgiving in uncle buck yeah but cool the giant pancake Ooh. <laughs> 
All right, that's all we got for Christmas movie superlatives. I want to thank you again, uh, Ross, for joining me. Yeah, it's my um, pleasure. Thank you so next much. Next year when we do Hanukkah movies, you'll be back for that. <laughs> Great, and I'll just say Rugrats Hanukkah over and over again. Rugrats Hanukkah and Eight Crazy Nights. Those are the only two that we, we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, check out Kid Flicks podcast. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. All that everywhere. jazz. Do it. Follow him. Check out uh, Ross if you're in Philly at comedy clubs everywhere. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, come come see me. <laughs> hey, this is an ad about something. Audible, to be exact. Audible is a great way to catch up on all your favorite stories while on the go. Audible includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers. I've been using Audible for years on my daily commute to catch up on some of my favorite fantasy stories including Harry Potter, The Once and Future King, and A Song of Ice and Fire narrated by the Guinness World Record holder Roy Dotrice. Uh, I also love getting Audible's recommendations. Just recently, Audible recommended that I read Armada and Ready Player One by Ernest Cline and spectacularly narrated by Will Wheaton. I listened to both of these stories and loved them both because the narration by Will Wheaton just made the stories even more enjoyable and immersive than if I would have read them on my own. So if you love books, I've got some great news for you. Right now, for my listeners, you can get any audiobook you want from Audible for free when you sign up for your free trial of Audible using audibletrial.com slash a podcast about something. Again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash a podcast about something. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for the two-minute two minute ISO. ISO. But first, listen to this promo from one of my fellow podcasters. Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <coughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even freaking YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. I wanted to use today to talk about some of my favorite Christmas things, um, kind of like I did on the Halloween episode, talked about my favorite Halloween things. Um, so Christmas is a time that usually I, in the past, I haven't been very excited about. Um, now that I have kids, it's gotten a lot more exciting um, just to kind of see the excitement on their face and to see the way they enjoy um, not only getting the presents, but like just the whole spirit of it and the decorating and watching the Christmas movies, things like that. Um, so we talked a little bit about it in the episode, but my favorite Christmas movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and a close second is probably Elf. Um, that, that, and that's a more recent one, obviously. Uh, but like the classics, it's Rudolph all the way. Um, just because 
I don't know. I, I like I like the puppets, and uh, I like the the elf that wants to be a dentist. The abominable snowman comes in there. Uh, the island of misfit toys is really a kind of cool thing. Um, best Christmas present I ever got was probably uh, PlayStation One. Um, and if you listen to our old school video games episodes, you'll kind of get a better idea of why that was such a cool thing at the time. But um, the, my brother and I got a PlayStation One. Um, for Christmas, and we we wore that thing out real fast because it was it it was like the cool thing to have right then, and and that was that was probably the only time that we got something that was like the craze to have. Usually, it was like action figures or just uh, Nerf guns, Super Soakers, things like that. Uh, we lived in Florida, so getting Super Soakers in December was still okay because you could go out and use them. Um, but we never got like the the big toy or anything like that. We never really wanted it, but with the PlayStation, we did, and that was cool. Um, favorite, uh, I mean, Christmas dinner. I like to go, you know, just turkey, mashed potato. Basically, the same thing as Thanksgiving. Like, don't don't give me a Christmas ham or uh, anything else like that. Just give me turkey. I'm good to go. Now, lastly, uh, my favorite Christmas song would have to be either uh, like "Deck the Halls," maybe "Jingle Bells" is up there um or uh little drummer boy's always been you know one of my that that one's kind of been it was my mom's favorite so it was always drilled into my head and i like that one but um probably deck the halls is up there here comes santa claus is good too i don't know i have a lot you know it's just good to to listen to all the christmas music together and i don't really have a problem with stores playing christmas music earlier and earlier like it's fine just I'm not in stores that long, so maybe I guess it doesn't bother me if I worked in like a retail store that was playing Christmas music since the end of October. It would probably get on my nerves, but I don't, and I'm in a store for like 10 minutes tops, and and it doesn't doesn't bother me enough. Um, Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at APA something. You can always send us feedback through email to a podcast about something at gmail.com. Thank you to those cats for providing all the music for a podcast about something, and thank you for listening. Stay classy.